Acts. The book of Acts, the book of Acts tells the story of the church becoming the church. The book of Acts is actually the second book in a two-part series by the same author meant to be read together. The first book is the Gospel of Luke. The second book is the book of Acts. The beginning of each of the books actually makes reference to it being the first one and the sequel. It's an amazing story of the church figuring out who it is and how it's going to work. In fact, you know, your vestry has been studying this book for the last year and a half. We'll probably finish it by the end of this year. The story begins with Jesus' ascension into heaven, and then there's the story of Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit descends on the disciples. The story of Paul's conversion we heard just a couple weeks ago. And then it continues following the stories of both Peter and Paul as they travel around the Mediterranean, spreading the news of this risen Christ, starting churches, having shipwrecks, being imprisoned and escaping from prison, and lots of other things. And while all of this is happening, all of this action is happening, there's a conversation that's going on. A conversation across space, across different parts of this early church. A conversation that I believe that many churches are continuing today. It's a conversation about who they are, what values define them, and who's in and who's out. So this lesson from Acts today represents arguably the most important turning point in that conversation. And it's really weird. So I want us to look at it in some detail. So first of all, some context. First of all, Peter and many of the disciples, they were faithful Jews. That means they kept the Sabbath, the men were circumcised, and they kept strict dietary laws about what they would eat and what they couldn't. All marks of being God's faithful people, external marks of holiness. And one of the laws that they followed was about sharing meals with those who do not share the same external marks of holiness. <coughs> not sharing the table with people who weren't keeping all of the same rules and dietary laws that they kept. Often known as Gentiles. And so Gentiles in the scriptures are referring to people who are not Jews, kind of everyone else. The one, those who didn't keep the Sabbath, who were not circumcised, who didn't keep dietary laws, and had none of these external signs of being God's faithful people. Now, there's one, so one camp of this argument, which is the church in Jerusalem, with all the faithful Jews in Jerusalem, and then there's these Christians, these new Christians, who are spreading out across the Mediterranean, in what we now know as Greece, in Turkey, even in Rome. And there's anxiety amongst the, G the early Christians in Jerusalem about all these new Gentiles who they hear are becoming Christian. So that's the backdrop of today's story. 
Now, Peter, he goes to pray in Joppa. And while he's praying, he has a vision, this strange vision we hear about today. He sees a big sheet descending from the sky. Think a big bed sheet descending from the sky. And on that sheet, there's pigs, there's birds of the air, there's reptiles, and a voice comes from heaven and says to Peter, go kill and eat. Now, this is not the biblical hunting and fishing show. It's not what's going on here. And Peter hears what God has made clean, you must not call profane. Now, Peter himself confesses he's never let anything unclean ever pass his lips, meaning his entire life he's never eaten any of these prohibited things. He's never eaten pork, he's never eaten reptile, he's never eaten a bird that flies in the air. So he must be absolutely appalled at what he's seeing, offended and horrified. And so God gives him the vision three times. And then when he gets up from it, to heap it on even more, three men come to him. And by implication, they're all Gentiles, people he's not meant to eat with. And he's told, make no distinction between them and us. So then Peter is told two things through all of this. That no part of God's creation is unclean, and no part of God's people can be considered unclean. No part of God's creation is unclean, and no part of God's people can be said to be unclean. And Peter says, who am I to hinder God? So this is a story about a great turn the church is making about inclusion, about asking this question of who's in and who's out. Through this strange vision and these strange occurrence, what we're seeing is the beginning of a conversation about the extending reach of God's household, of God's family, and who can receive God's power. It begins with Jews expending, extending the reach to Gentiles, and over time the question comes up again about gender and about race, sexual orientation, sexual identity and expression. It's this moment in the early church that the church begins to grapple with the expanding reach of God's love, God's household, and God's power. And it's an important reminder to me that whenever I think I somehow know, somehow know the extent of God's love or the limits of God's household, God's love, it's even larger. It's even bigger. The expansive reach of our loving God is for all people. And it's humanity that continually tries to limit that, to limit that expansive power reaching out to all. Which gets us to the gospel. Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. Does anyone know where this happens? 
Where's this? When does he say this? It's the Last Supper. Judas has just left the building. So Jesus is in this moment of knowing betrayal, of knowing his friend betraying his trust. And in that raw moment is when he says, love one another as I've loved you, including him who just left. An expansive view of the love of God. And he doesn't say, do unto others as you have them do unto you. And he doesn't say, love your neighbor as yourself. He says, love one another as I have loved you. He's talking about the perfect love of God is what we share with one another. Not the imperfect love that maybe we have for ourselves or the imperfect human love that we deal with in our families or our interpersonal relationships. He's saying what you share with one another, it's this perfect love of God. That's the love that Jesus loved us first, that we share with the world. It's this expansive love of God that is ever-expanding, including more people, people who folks used to think were not acceptable or on the outside are all being brought into the household of God. That's the arc of the story of our church. And today, Jack, Carson, and Sydney, they're going to be welcomed into this ever-expanding family of the love of God always seeking to extend it further and further, including these three youngsters who don't even know what's going to happen to them. But they're going to be brought into this loving household of God to live a life in the way of love. Amen. Amen. The can-